This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's a little near and dear to our hearts. We talk about this pretty much every class that we teach, it seems like. Yep, all the time. I think every single book, both books, we mention them all the time. I love it. The topic today is going to be two books that you have to read if you're going to be involved in your auto repair shop's marketing. And Brian, you call them the MBA. Like this is part of your auto repair shop marketing MBA. If somebody went to college for marketing, they're probably not reading these books. But I have spoken to multiple marketing classes at the university level and have told them, don't leave this marketing education that you're getting from college without reading these two books. So do you want to tell them what they are? Yep. So these two books are They Ask, You Answer and Building a Story Brand. Yep. So They Ask, You Answer is actually written by Marcus Sheridan. And for those that um, maybe you're watching, somehow you see this video, I'll show you the book. They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And then the other one is by Donald Miller, Building a Story Brand. And he actually has a great podcast as well, which we'll talk about at some point, I'm sure. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing you this episode. As shop owners, we were part of RepairPal Certified Network. You can learn more at repairpal.com forward slash shops. These are two books that if you read them, they're going to give you such a head start on your marketing because one of them is about your messaging and one of them is about how to just market your business by answering people's questions. I put them in order. I don't know if you have an order. Like if somebody was like, I got to read one first. For me, I think that you need to read They Ask You Answer first because it's all about where to get your content. And then building a story brand is all about putting that message together. So I feel like They Ask You Answer gives you the foundation for what the content will be. And then uh, building a story brand will kind of give you a framework for how to put that message together. Do you agree? Yeah, well, I think so. I do think that if I could only read one of these two books, it would be the ask you answer. But the thing about building a story brand is it might help you with how to frame up the the way that you answer people's questions. Well, that's what I just said. It's domestics, y'all. <laughs> so, all right. Tell us a little bit about the ask you answer. So they ask you answer. Brian actually introduced this. Actually, you introduced both of these books into our family and uh, the business, but The way that I take They Ask You Answer, it's been a while since I've read it, but I loved the book so much. But it's really kind of just changed. Both of them are a huge paradigm shift, but They Ask You Answer really helps you have a way to put this in place in your business. But it's, it's really just your content comes from listening to your customers. It's an interesting story. So Marcus Sheridan, he was a part owner in a company. Was it River Pools and Spas? That sounds right. It was a pool company. Basically, if you go out there and you do a search for something about swimming pools, and in his case, specifically fiberglass pools that you drop in, then you will probably find some of his content. It's kind of interesting the way that uh, They Ask You Answer came about. The author, Marcus Sheridan, he was part owner in a business. I believe it's called River Pools and Spas. And Why don't you look that up while I'm saying this so we can be sure. But anyway, it is a company that they do fiberglass swimming pools. And when he was 
you know, when he started out this business, business was tough. And one of the things that he just started doing was he started writing. He would just write and write and write. He talks about it in the book, how he would spend every night writing up into the, you know, the, the wee hours of the morning about, uh, about various things with fiberglass swimming pools. And after a while, he basically owned the internet for everything that people would search for. So it's a great book. You need to understand it, though, from more than just the standpoint of what I'm telling you. It is something that you really should read it because as you are reading this book, it's going to give you all kinds of ideas for things that you should be producing content about. So it's not just about writing. You know, it could be written. It could be videos. It could be pictures. But it's all about answering your customers' questions. Well, and I would encourage you to actually, so it is It is river pools and spas. Go see what the teacher's doing. So when you go to river pools and spas, there's ebooks there that you can subscribe and get an incredibly great blog, different pages on the website dedicated to specific types of pools. And I mean, just you want to see how the author of the book is doing it. We'll post the link in the show notes, but go to riverpoolsandspas.com and the blog. Now, of course, he took it to a bit of an extreme and, you know, that has worked out to his his benefit for sure. Uh, you know, so when somebody hears this or when they read it, it could be daunting at first when they think about having to produce all of this content. But what is one of the things that we get asked the most when we're teaching, Kim? Where do I get content? Yeah. How do I get content? It's constant. In fact, we've written blogs literally about how do I create content? How do I curate content? And we always talk about this book every single time. So when I'm teaching about SEO, one of the things that I talk about is having a blog on your website. Any website that's going to perform well from an SEO standpoint is probably going to have a blog on it. And I'm teaching the SEO class and people are like, okay, well, what do I write about? And then when we teach a video class, the first thing people say is, well, it's not the first because the first is that they just don't like the way that they look or sound or whatever on video. But after that, it's like, well, what do I make videos about? And it truly is as simple as what are the questions that your clients are asking you? We have a client that when we asked him, what is the most common question that you get? He said, well, people ask us all the time, what do we do? They're a, they are a, one of those rare shops that is both mechanical and collision. So people get a little bit confused by, well, what do you do and what don't you do? So he made a video, very simple video, not highly produced at all. It was basically a cell phone out in the, out in the shop. Uh, you can tell that he was reading from a script when he was doing it so that he wouldn't forget all of the things that he wanted to say. And that video has probably produced more new clients for him than any other thing that he's done. Well, and we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves, but what you're able to do with that content, you think you're just answering a question, but how deep you answer that question, how much um, you get into the whole story or really pulling lots of uh, valuable resources into that. I mean, you record a video, you turn it into a blog, put it on the website. You can point to that in social media. You send it out um, in an email. Email campaigns. But on social media, don't just post this one link to this video or this one link to the blog, but if you're doing it for yourself or you have a team doing it, you sit and listen to the video and stop and chop it up and take out little segments and pull quotes and things like that so that 
you might have one video, but you might have 10 or 15 social media posts that come from that one video. I talk to people all the time and they're like, video didn't work. I did that one time. It's the same thing with email or text or Facebook ads or whatever it might be, but they try it once and it's kind of one and done. So when it comes to this, you don't just post this video one time and think it's over and done. There's so many factors that go into making that work. But most importantly is recycling and reusing that content in an incredibly effective way. Well, it's that's exactly what we're doing right here, right now. We're recording this podcast. This podcast is audio. We're videoing it right now. With these videos from this podcast, I'm going to send this to my video editor and he's going to take little pieces out of it. And you're probably going to be watching a reel of this exact spot right here where I'm talking about how we're recording a podcast and we're shooting it on video and all of the things that you can do with it. So this can become individual videos on YouTube, like the part where we're talking about they ask you answer will become a video on YouTube. The part where we're talking about building a story brand will become a video on YouTube. But then there will be 20 or 30 little clips, you know, less than one minute that will come out of this that will get put on Instagram as a reel. It'll get put on YouTube as a short. It'll get put on TikTok. Like it is amazing what you can do with a piece starting off with one single piece of content. It's going to be super educational, but if you have a video editor who's really paying attention, they may find this moment in this video where I look over at Brian and roll my eyes. And before you know it, you've just created the next great meme or, you know, some funny thing. So it's more than just educational content too. I talk with my hands. I'm looking at the video now and I see that happening. And I bet that there's probably something crazy that's going to happen with that. But you have to be open to having fun and just kind of letting your hair down. Sorry, Brian. Not going to happen for me. So that you create content. We just taught a class last night to ASOG about helping your customers get to know, like, and trust you. We're just being real here right now. And so sometimes we joke about domestics because we go back and forth, but... That's what we're doing. And it's because customers are asking us questions. You can go to our blog and we put out a lot of content. Most of it comes from Brian. And it's because we're listening to people. So in the class last night, you know, people are asking questions. Don't think we weren't taking note of that and thinking, oh, I'm going to write a blog about that. I'm and do and that's an important thing, too, is taking note. So, you know, our audience right now, if you're listening to this, you probably own an auto repair shop or your management at an, in an auto repair shop. You should have a notepad at your front counter where your service advisors are taking notes of the questions that they are being asked. And you want to have the questions that are being asked to your service advisors, the ones that are being asked to your technicians when they have the opportunity to meet with the clients, the ones that are being asked to you, the ones that are being asked when you do the follow-up call after the repair to make sure that everything is good. There should always be a notepad there so that you can make note. And I say a notepad, you got a, you got a digital notepad in your pocket at all times with your phone. You know, you just open up the notes app and make notes of these. And I've got notes of stuff from a year ago that I haven't written a blog yet because I haven't had an opportunity to. But when I go to write, I will open that up and look through it and say, okay, what is it that I want to write about today? I love talking about sponsors of the podcast who have already worked with and who have used before. So today, I'm super excited to talk to you about RepairPal, which, if you didn't know, will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com, the largest site for auto repair. 
and through the recommendation of their partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. Our shop was in a RepairPal certified network, and it was great for getting new customers who were looking for more than just oil changes. The average RepairPal customer spends over $600 on their first visit. I loved it, especially because we all know that consumers still mistrust repair shops. But the millions of customers that visit RepairPal.com monthly, they trust RepairPal certified shops for their high quality and great service. And there's no fear about being overcharged. So we were able to just focus on the repair. I highly recommend you check them out. It's the way to grow your business. Go to RepairPal.com forward slash shops, get one month of service free, and save $150 off certification. Even paying attention to the comments or the questions that people put on social media that they're sending to you in private message, you may even find good content from reviews that people are writing where they're talking about why they came in to the shop in the first place, but literally opening your eyes and your ears, yours and your whole team to take note of when people are talking to you and and what kind of uh, questions they're coming up with. You know, Brian was just saying he has a list. When we first started doing this, we were thinking, well, what are the top questions people ask? Just listed a couple of them. But seriously, the more you start paying attention to it and make it part of your routine to pay attention and to listening with your ears and your eyes to what people are saying and typing, you will end up with a very long list of content that you'll just have an ever ending, never ending influx of topics that your customers are asking. And the reason why that's so important is because you're creating all this content that is being housed on your website and it's shared through social and all these different um, mediums so that when people are going to Google, they're no longer just searching for a couple of words. They're using long tail phrases and they're typing in questions. So if you're answering those questions, your content's going to show up. Yep, absolutely. So any opportunity that you get to answer someone's question, be it video, be it writing. And also one other thing, because I, I, I do want to move on to building a story brand. But if you don't write, shoot the video, pull out your phone, shoot the video. And then, oh my gosh, this is a world with the gig economy. You can have a writer take your video and write a written blog post with it. And even if you don't do that, you can go to something like rev.com and have the your video transcribed. It costs like a dollar a minute to have it done by a real person and 10 cent a minute to have it done by artificial intelligence. And when you're done, you will have written content that you can put on your website that will get picked up in search. And we'll put that down in the show notes as well. I just have one more thing before we move on to story brand, because, you know, people are sitting here thinking about this, but unless you read the book, you might not think of this type of content, but there's the book, shares the big five, which are answering questions based on pricing and cost. You know, how much does this cost? That sort of thing. Problems that people might have, the verses and comparisons, reviews, and best in class. So I want to tell you about best in class. I think, Brian, you brought this up, but it's one of the things I really, really, really love. And this would be a blog where let's say you ask your, I think this is your exact example, Brian, you ask your teammates, let's say that you're in, we're in Hammond, Louisiana, and you own a shop here, you ask your teammates, who's got the best burger here? Well, you may get five different answers. Our mom's, Lee's, Don's Seafood, whatever, five different places. You write a blog, best burgers in Hammond, Louisiana. Well, people in your community may be searching best burgers in Hammond, Louisiana. 
and your auto repair web shop, website shop. What did I just say? <laughs> your auto repair shop website <laughs> comes up with the answer to their question. You're, you're telling about burgers, but they're like, wait, this is a repair shop. You just introduce yourself possibly to a new customer. So that's just some fun content. Again, doesn't have to be super educational or salesy all the time. It can just be some some good content people are looking for. So don't leave that part out as well. Maybe, you know, sprinkle that in every now and then. But um, that's just a really good one. And if you read the book, you'll, you'll learn more about what we're talking about. Yeah. So you want to talk about one of my favorites now? Yeah, so... Building a story brand. I was I was introduced to this by a friend in business, uh, Parker Larison, an and, attorney. You know, he he told he was telling me all about this. He's like, man, you got to check this out. This is cool. I had never heard of story brand. I had never heard of Donald Miller. And next thing I know, I'm sitting in Nashville in a workshop, a two a two day in person workshop, and then I end up going back for another four days after that. So it was story brand is one of those things where it can be life changing if you allow it to. And I know that that's a strong statement, but it really. So I have to tell you, we joke with Brian. So if you're familiar with EOS and the visionary, Brian's an absolute visionary, okay? Mm -hmm. That is who he is, AKA squirrel chaser. (laughs) (laughs) And so when he first told us about StoryBrand in our company, I know several of us went, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do with this guy? Like, seriously, we gotta rein him in like every couple of weeks. So we went off to Nashville and I'm like, oh my God, what's he gonna come back with? Like maybe borderline anxiety, worried about what's gonna happen now. He's gonna take us off on this trail. But he came back and he starts talking about the drinking from a fire hose that happened at um, the Story Brand event in Nashville. So I read the book. He told me, I really, you really need to read this book. So I read the book, totally fell in love with it, brought me back to Nashville. And we ended up coming back and spending a whole bunch of time with our team sharing with them. And when you present something to your team, like a couple people catch on to it, that's great. But when every single person, it lights up this excitement in them and they all jump on board, you know, you've really hit something. And so it was a big deal for us. We actually became StoryBrand certified guides, which we're not anymore. Donald Miller, we do still love you, but it was something so good for us that we implemented it in our own messaging and then um, shared it with our customers. So our our team loved it so much because it just made their job easier. You know, all of a sudden they go from how do I write this to here's a framework for how to write. And it's a proven framework because it's based on screenplay. When they write movies, when they write plays, there is a proven framework that it, once you know it, you'll be watching a movie and it's like, oh, okay, there's a the character. Pick all the pieces out. Here's the guy. Oh, that's the problem. Oh, here's where they call him the action. And it's some of the best movies too. You know, my favorite one to use as an example is the, is the Karate Kid. Uh, But before I go there, let's talk about the framework just a little bit. I'm not going to dig in too much because I really want you to read the book and not because we don't, we don't get any kickbacks from it. I wish I might be retired if that was the case, but he does a brilliant job of sharing one chapter for each of these seven parts and even more, but goes into great detail about it. So we're obviously just scratching the surface and sharing a little bit with you, 
But the big thing to understand, just like they ask you answer, is that this is a paradigm shift in what your story is that you are sharing through your marketing or your website or billboard or your radio or whatever it might be. You know, you're driving down the road and and you see billboards or you see an ad here or there or something. And I always love, you know, we're going to pick a little bit. Parker Larson does not do this, but always think about the attorneys when you go to their website. It's, you know, some attorneys in a, in a black suit standing there with their arms crossed and in front of um, an 18 wheeler in front of an 18 wheeler <laughs> and you look at that and you don't see yourself in that right and so as a customer you want to experience a message and see how you fit into that that's what story brand does it uses the seven part framework that shows you who the character is and we're used to the character being the company that's doing the ad right the attorney or the repair shop and so even on a lot of your websites you come to your website and it's a big beautiful wonderful picture of your shop with your team standing out in front how's the customer when they come to your website seeing themselves in that picture so we really want you to really train your brain to thinking that the character of the story is your customer it's not you and they have a problem the book digs deep into taking that problem into three different levels. So you you really want to read that. But thinking about, you know, you think the problem for the customer is their car is broken down. That's not their problem. It is a problem. It's the surface level problem. But the real problem is that they're busy. They have lots of things to do, places to go. They need to get their kids to school. They need to get to work. And they don't have time to deal with a car that just broke down. They walked out, they've got a baby, they've got a backpack or lunch for their kids. Kids are running around, they get in the car, they're running late and the car won't start. The problem is really not that the car won't start, it's that they can't get where they need to go. So you can drill down even further. So thinking what the problem is for the character, they meet a guide, you're the guide. The repair shop is the guide. You're the one that's going to help them solve their problem. And it, and it's not like when you take yourself out of the position of being the main character in the story and put yourself as the guide, you're actually putting yourself in a stronger position. Because, you know, when we think about like the story, the Karate Kid, well, who was the main character? The main character was Daniel. The guide was Mr. Miyagi, who was the strongest character in the story. Mr. Miyagi was by far the strongest character in the story. When you take yourself out of that character position, put yourself in the guide position, you're putting yourself in a position of strength and people now look at it as, oh, they can help me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what you're looking for. And when you present the guide, that's so this by no means means that you can't brag about your company and your team and what you have to offer. Instead, it's just that you're doing it at a different point in the story. So when the character that has a problem meets the guide, that's when they unfold who you are with empathy and authority. So that gives you the chance to say, we care about you. It shouldn't be this way. It, you know, you deserve to have a repair shop that is going to take care of you and prevent this from happening and that sort of thing. And the authority part is where, you know, this is where the, you know, we're a third generation business and we've got 140 years of combined experience and we're ASE certified and, you know, all of these things. That's where you talk about that. And most shops lead with that, but that is not a place where the cl- where the client looks at it and says, "Oh, I'm I'm part of the story." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the next piece is presenting a plan to them, making it showing how easy it is to do business with you. So you have a plan, you have a process, but then 
One of the biggest failures in marketing that we see on a day-to-day basis is people, whether it's their website or an ad or whatever it might be, failing to call that customer to action, presenting um, a, a button or a phone number or something for them to do to schedule that appointment today, like call now, this you, sort of you thing. You think that that's common sense, you know, that you shouldn't have to tell people to call, but man, people are busy. Their minds are in other places. They're probably, in the case of a breakdown, they're frustrated. You know, so you don't want them to have to go digging for your contact page or anything like that. The calls to action, there should be, you know, and we're talking about your website right now. The, the calls to action should be plentiful. Like you should have them in every section of content as they move down the page. And then you can guide them to the thing you want them to do most. We find that most auto repair shops, they want the phone call. And it isn't necessarily even the auto repair shop that wants the phone call. Clients typically like to talk to their auto repair shop. Now, you know, depending on where those clients are, uh, you know, generational, they may prefer something like a a chat or a text or to fill out a form. But you want to give people all of the options and you want to make it very obvious how to do all of those things. You don't ever want somebody having to search for your contact information. Some of the websites where or some of the some of the shops where we've re, you know built them a new website, we'll look at the old website and it's like, where's the phone number? Where's the address? And it's nowhere on the website except on the contact page. And that should be something that is front and center on every page of the website. You know that and the book and appointment and the you know chat now. And that goes also for your email campaigns. That goes for your social media posts. You don't want every social media post to be salesy and have a call to action, but when the time is right, put the link right there, book an appointment, give it the little pointing emoji or whatever, and say, do this now. Don't make them go searching for where or how to do that. So once you've called them to action, the last two parts, I really love this, and and I love how Donald Miller relates it to a cookie recipe, right, where you have a lot of flour or sugar in the recipe, that is where you're painting a picture for what success looks like. If they've clicked the button and scheduled an appointment or called and made an appointment, this is what your life is going to look like. Once you've chosen us as your shop, this is um, these are the results. And then the other option, is not option, but the other piece of the framework is showing them what failure is going to be like. What's life like? Or what are the consequences for not choosing your shop? That's the salt in the recipe. Just a little sprinkle, just a little bit. You don't need to send people and jump off the edge of the cliff, but just a couple of those there. And those are the, you're just showing them what life looks like if they don't choose your shop. But the ultimate thing that you're having them do when you take them through this journey of your message is a transformation. You're changing them from being frustrated, lost, confused, whatever it might be to the new positive outcome of what life looks like on the other side of it. It's a great book. There's some other resources too, that if you think that you want to implement that, uh, the five minute marketing makeover, uh, that is by StoryBrand. If you do a Google search for a five minute marketing makeover, you just need to go to storybrand.com and it pops up right there on the website. It is a series of three videos where he will take you through what you should do on your website. And Read the book, but also, look, I would encourage you to make the investment in actually going to the workshop. It is, it's a great couple of days of getting away from your business and 
hearing example or you know hearing and seeing examples of how other businesses have implemented it and the results that they've seen from it and getting out of your business mm. to work on it you know I'm not talking about the traditional work on your business not in your business I'm talking about getting away from your business and being intentionally focused on this one specific thing that you need to accomplish when you surround yourself with other people who are doing the same thing and when you have guides who can bring you through the process of doing it, who have done thousands of messages like this, it can make a big, big impact on your business. Yeah. And I tell you, when you go, if you go, he offers it online, but you can go in person. JJ, Kula, Donald Miller, like the culture they've instilled in their store brand company, you're going to have an incredible, incredible experience. Brian's it's been a twice vacation. I've been one. Oh, it is not a vacation. What no, are you talking about? But I'm talking about like you stay for a couple of days <laughs> in Nashville. Like Nashville is a cool place. <laughs> what I mean by it is not a vacation. You're going to work and it is going to be two long days because they know you've paid to be there and they're going to make sure that you leave with some great information. I mean, they're going to take you through building a whole brand script and you're going to leave there ready to implement this because you just got fed story brand through the fire hose. It is very valuable. It is a lot of information and you get lots of resources. So we, we definitely, um, but in, in the evening you do go out as a group. Well, we did. Uh, I don't in, know if they still do. Yeah. That. I mean, it's been a little while, yeah. but I can't imagine they don't do that anymore. Maybe they don't. I mean, I don't know. You'll have to try it out. <laughs> Check it but out. But anyway, highly recommend for sure reading the book and even going to the workshop. So earlier, Brian, we talked about the website. Um, what was the name of the website with uh, the author of the book? His pool company, Riverside. Oh, River River uh, Pools and Spas. Yeah, River Pools and Spas. And I was telling you that, um, I was telling you, the audience, that you need to go look at what he did. So he was answering questions, but funny story, it occurs to me, we talked about the ebook that he has on his website. You actually wrote a book yourself, and this is the third book that you really need to read for your marketing if you're an auto repair shop. So tell me. Yeah, how in the world were we having this episode not recommending two other people's books and not my own? Because you're kind of crazy. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wrote a book um, called The Ultimate Guide to Auto Repair Shop Marketing. And this actually started out as a a really long page on the website. 22,000 words to be exact. They call it a pillar page. And if you ever take any of my SEO classes, you'll learn about pillar pages. Uh, I took that and I turned it into an actual written book, added some stories into it, uh, just cleaned it up and, you know, took it from being basically what was meant to be a web page and turning it into a book. Uh, and it's all about auto repair shop marketing. Yeah. I think that you actually wrote that blog because of reading, they ask you answer. And he was talking about pillar pages, right? Isn't that why you wrote that? No, no, I knew, I mean, pillar pages was something that we did for the purpose of SEO. It wasn't, um, they get some pretty long blogs on, on like, you know, they get into that some in they ask you answer, but not at this level. I, I basically, I wrote a book without intending to write a book, but <laughs> then I turned it into a book. You know, I mean, if I say so myself, it is, it is the authority uh, when it comes to yeah, it's really books good. on auto repair shop marketing because it is specific for auto repair, but it's very tactical. 
it's not one of those books that you're going to like curl up in front of the fireplace and read. Mm-hmm. It is something that you can, when you're sitting at your desk and you're doing something with your marketing and you have a question about your website, then you just turn to the website chapter and find, you know, the, mm-hmm. the answer to that or the same thing with SEO or digital ads or whatever, kind of cover it all. But when people are Googling, how do I market my repair shop? They find this. It, it has become an incredible source of inbound traffic to our website. Yeah. And you can just get, you can go read it for free on the website. If you, I mean, if you do a Google search for auto repair shop marketing, it's always in the top three results. Uh, so you can go read the article right there, but you can also just go to shopmarketingpros.com forward slash book. And there you can download a PDF of the actual book version where I've where I tell some of the stories behind. Yeah, you've added. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's much more complete that way. But you can get it there. Uh, you can get a free audiobook version of it. That's just like listening to this podcast. The real way, though, if you want to listen to it on audiobook, is to get it on Audible. I put it on there for ninety nine cent because the reason that I do that is I want people to get the actual book and then listen while they're reading. I have found that that works really well for me to retain information, but you can go to Amazon and you can buy a physical copy, like the actual real book that you can hold in your hands. You can get it on Kindle. Uh, you can get it on audible to listen to it. Or like I said, you can just go to our website, shopmarketingpros.com forward slash book, download the PDF for free or listen to it for free in a podcast player. But be sure that you definitely, if you have the actual book that you have a highlighter with you, people tell us all the time, I read that and I made all kinds of notes and that sort of thing. So definitely go get it. We hope that you enjoy it. All right. So your next steps to stay in touch with us is, first of all, this is a free podcast for you to listen to. Thanks to Carm at um, the Aftermarket Radio Network. But if you want to stay in touch with us, we have a variety of ways that you can do that. First, we want to invite you to join our Facebook group, which is the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. That is for auto repair shop owners, managers who want to talk marketing. And then, of course, you can visit our website, shopmarketingpros.com, on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And finally, if you have a question, uh, just a burning question or a comment, or you know what, if you have an idea for a marketing topic, you have a question you want us to take our own medicine and turn that into some content, send us your question or your comments to podcast at shopmarketingpros.com. Brian and I both get that email and uh, we one of us will absolutely respond to you. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.